Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned in to Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Hey, um, thank you so much for being here and listening and or watching our show. If you're watching on the YouTubes, we got, we have a short. Did you see that YouTube short? Oh, we do? It's the foyer. It's foyer. Foray? We're not going to do the whole bit again. <laughs> But yes, this is, sometimes I forget the things that we talk about. Yeah, no, that was at one of foyer foray. Yeah, for, yeah, it, got it was it. that. It was that clip. Oh, and it's doing pretty well. Is yeah, <laughs> I have to go watch. Not it. really surprised. So that we can have that. some more, some more views, some more, s'mores, s'mores views, some more. Yeah, some more what? Some more views. Got them. Um, but hey, if you do not know who we are, you didn't find us on YouTube Shorts or on TikTok or anything like that. We are Love Thy Nerd. This is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors by being the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And we do that in a thousand different ways. We're not going to talk about all that here. But what we do on this podcast is, I'm Bubba. This is my wife, Anna. We'll get into who we are in just a second. But we like to take a little bit of time and just help kind of change preconceived notions that maybe the church has with nerd culture and that nerds have with church culture by meeting in the middle and talking about an idea. Which today is Advent. Advent. Well, today is not Advent, but today's topic. We're in Advent. Yeah, but today is not. Advent is not a day. It's not one day. It is a many days. It's and true. So it's a period. Like Lent. Gonna, like Lent. No, like not like Lent. Lent. Oh my gosh. This is going to become another short. <laughs> I'm not trying to create Lent. content. Lent. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. And so hopefully you enjoy the content that we have um, like I said, my name is Bubba. I'm the CEO and founder here at Love Thy Nerd, and I'm also one of the hosts of, obviously, this podcast. Many, many things. Free play, Beard Bros, Matt Bubba in the Morning, um, yada, 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 all the things. And I'm Anna. Mm -hmm. That is only the second time I've said that. You've told us a lot of times how many times, what your name is. I know what my name is. So do our listeners I bet, I now. Bet they know what it is, too. Yeah, well, it's, I'm only going to tell you just it's what's a couple of times, and if you forget me, that's fine. Yep. I am the host of only one show on the LTN uh, network, okay. and that is this here Church Nerds show. Uh, you said, when we were talking about s'mores, it made me want to talk about the Great British Baking Show, but... Oh, shocker. I will not. Everything wants to make you talk Sometimes about Sometimes I it. forget that s'mores are American... You. And apparently it turns out British people do not know how to do them. So That can't be right. Yeah, it is right. There was a bunch of stuff that they've been trying to do all this international food. And every time they try to do international food, the people from that country are like, you're terrible at this food. Like um, Mexican week where they made them make tacos. Tacos. On a baking show. How much for two tacos? It's not a lot of baking involved in tacos. Well, it was like the same. But it was the one, it was like the one challenge, the one technical where I was like, I know how to do this. I know how to make pico de gallo and I can even say it. I know what all of those ingredients are. Pico they don't... de gallo. Yeah. Um, so one time they had them make s'mores. And, and Paul... they ruined it? Well, they're like, oh, 
your marshmallows, they're not firm enough. You need, you need your marshmallows to be firmer. And it's like, do they make marshmallows? Yes. Oh my gosh. And, but it's like, absolutely not. You don't want a firm marshmallow on a s'more. You take a long time and melt that sucker all the way through. Hey. Liquid centers. If you want to be involved with um, something in one of our community areas, like, I don't know, somewhere, Facebook or Discord. I cannot wait to see Here's the question I want to ask. Are you a marshmallow burner or a marshmallow toaster and like melter? Yeah. So how do you, what's the perfect marshmallow to you? Because mine. If that question is not like forthright enough are you a monster or are you part of civilized society i am the low and slow marshmallow if it has a little bit of foamy like solidness in the middle that's okay but it needs to be a very small percentage i am almost certain that we've talked about this before probably because I mentioned, hey, my kids want s'mores. And so that oh, means me yeah. going out and starting the fire at like 3 p.m. Yeah. So that when the sun it. goes down, there are coals and they are bored out of their minds. <laughs> they, they're like, this is stupid. They Our dad lighting, hates us. Lighting all their marshmallows on fire anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Ruining it for me. Uh, okay. Well, here's the other thing that's happening. So I know what you want to Doesn't talk about. have to. That was just, that was okay. a freebie, everybody. You're welcome. Because I just can't help talking about the British Baking Show. I'm so sorry. Um, we have been sick. You may remember that last week I was sick while talking about recovering from being sick. You guys, we are still not over being sick. And I yeah. mean, my kids have been sick. Like big kids sick. Like real like, sick. Fevers that put people in the hospital kind of sick, which we were monitoring it with the doctor. I think she probably doesn't believe me that it was a temperature of 107, but I kid you not. Oh, it absolutely was. uh, Anyway, um, nobody went to the hospital, but she she told me, our pediatrician, who is my friend, she's like, if it has a name. No, she's my friend. If it has a name, it is going around. So, I mean, all of the flus. COVID, yeah, obviously. Just kind of lingers, yeah. RSV, hand, foot, and mouth. RSPCT. Uh, strep. And I just learned today that another thing that's going around is scarlet fever. Yeah. What, what? what year am I right now? Yeah, scarlet one our, fever? One of our friends, her poor, poor, poor child, they thought she had hand, foot, and mouth. Turned out the hand, foot, and mouth was hiding the fact that she had strep throat. And then scarlet fever, like, came along with that because I guess it's related to strep. I don't know. But I was like, oh, my gosh, because we just did Little Women. Remember, everybody, how I helped direct the play Little Women? No, I'm not. Spoiler alert. In Little Women, like, one of the well-beloved characters of the book gets scarlet fever and then ends up dying because she just, like, never really balances back yeah. ever. Um, Thank you for not saying the name, just in case anybody who hasn't seen who has this <laughs> 90 million year old story. I don't want to, dis- I don't want to, s- I say I don't want to spoil it for you. I, we've talked about this. I'm okay with spoilers. If people spoil things for me, that's completely fine. But maybe somebody's going to go out and read Little Women. I don't know. Anyway. I, I had not, I didn't know anything about Little Women until I went and watched the play. <laughs> Yeah, well, still not sure. I know a whole lot about it. I asked this friend of mine whose child has been terribly sick. Like, did every 
literature reference of Scarlet Fever from the 1800s just come back to haunt you because they're it's like it happens to a lot of characters in books that I have read, like in <laughs> Little House on books. the I guess so. You need to read modern stories. Little House on the Prairie. Someone ends up blind from Scarlet Fever. The Velveteen Rabbit. Christmas. Christmas story. Kind of. I don't know. A lot of people read it at Christmas. I guess it's not really Christmas themed. I don't think we've ever read it at Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> um, Hypocrite. No. Uh, oh, Frankenstein. It's a, it, um, someone gets scarlet fever in Frankenstein. Oh, I thought you were trying to say Frankenstein Doctor, was a Christmas. Dr. Frankenstein's story. mother gets it, I guess. Got it. And okay. um, mm-hmm. obviously little women. Obviously. I don't know. It's just, it was a bad, it, it's a bad, a bad thing. The scarlet pimpernel? The scarlet mm, letter? Okay, stop. You have never read either of those books. Thank you very much. They made books at Also, The Scarlet Pimpernel is one of the best books ever written. I'm just going to say. No. Um, agree to disagree. Have you read Diary of a Kid? I know you have. I. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst. You loved it. Get out of here. Stop. You no. loved it. Cheese? No. The, mm, stop Come it. on. The cheese finger is basically the, the modern Scarlet Fever, I guess. Cheese finger, is that what it's called? Cheese finger? Cheese something. I'm pretty cheese sure touch. it's cheese. Cheese, cheese touch. touch. Oh, Gross. man. I had to go deep into the memory oh banks. Oh, gosh. Think I of the things I had to forget to remember cheese touch. Think of the things you never learned in the first place, and you read Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and you had all that space in your brain for it. How can I Gross. think of the things I never learned? That's ridiculous. You cheese should touch. at least watch the movie. I did watch the Scar- movie, A Diary of Wimpy Kid. No! The, Scar- the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh. It's so good. Okay. I don't want to stop. Wow, I haven't thought about that story in a long time. You're welcome. Uh, In that one, it's not the scarlet fever. It is the plague going around. Which is kind of what it feels like right now. Um, It does. I don't don't know if the plague is going around. Maybe it is. There's still around somewhere. (laughs) Probably. But Uh, that's... No, the plague, the black That's some of the stuff that we're dealing with. Um, And so if... If you're trying to reach us in real time and we're like, oh, sorry, can't do this, can't have life group, can't can't be anywhere. I haven't I been just, to church. I in just feel like we're never going to get back to like year, doing normal stuff. I think here's the thing. I kind of just started going places sick. You, you absolutely did. Because I just like. Everybody's going to get sick anyway. That's what I feel like. And that's not very responsible, mm, but I don't know no, what else not. to do. I don't know what else to do. Uh, stay home and get better. I'm Maybe just like better. start there. Try. Give your body a rest. <sighs> Stuff like that. All right. Well, but if we, if you've been trying to reach us, we're so sorry. Was that preaching? That was terrible preaching. <laughs> that was, it did judging, not resolve. You were judging me. It didn't resolve at all. <laughs> um, but anyway, hey, we're going to take a short break. Hopefully rest a little bit ourselves in the, it's probably going to be 10, 15 seconds before we go into the yeah. next section. I'll take one swallow of tea. Oh, that yeah. will be my rest. We've been drinking a lot of tea lately. Like Lots a lot. of tea. Ooh, we both hey. Got, both have tea right now. If you would like a really cool recipe for some yummy tea, my friend, um, who, well, I'll tell you about a friend thing we've started doing later, but she brought me this tea and she told me the recipe and it's one bag of chamomile tea, one bag of peppermint tea and a tablespoon of honey and like a quarter teaspoon of ginger and maybe some lemon in it if you want that. And it's just so soothing and delicious on your throat. The burn of the ginger is like, it's a good kind of burn. I'm more of a hibiscus boy. 
that stuff is not good. I do not like it. It's, it's very tart. That's what I'm, uh, so I'm drinking right now, actually. Yeah, it's weird. We're talking about tea instead of coffee today. Yeah, hey, man. This used to be the coffee podcast. It's that time of year, all right? Try not to get sick. But hey, we're going to go ahead and take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Advent from the perspective of nerds and their anticipation right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. This is Radio Matt, and you're listening to Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the new movie musical, Spirited. Spirited is a new Christmas movie starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and it's a new self-aware take on the classic tale of Scrooge, or rather, a new take of the ghosts that haunted Scrooge. For these ghosts, Scrooge's story was hundreds of years ago, and every year since, they have dedicated that year to redeeming a new scumbag in hopes that the ripples of the changed lives would make the world a little brighter. Farrell plays the ghost of Christmas presents, and when the time has come to choose a new project, he sets his sights on Clint Briggs, played by Reynolds. The only problem is his file says he's too far gone, stamped unredeemable. The ghost of Christmas present, already on the brink of retirement, feels unfulfilled as they've played it so safe over the years and convinces his co-workers to give Briggs a chance to change, reminding them that an unredeemable has been redeemed in the past. This movie is hilarious, but the best part about it is the amazing musical numbers. They are fantastically performed and choreographed. Even Farrell, who historically hasn't had such a great singing voice, does amazing in this movie. But more than this, this movie touches on some pretty great spiritual topics. Is there really such a thing as being unredeemable? Does redemption mean that you will never slip up again, or is it supposed to? And of course, can people change? In a world convinced that people never change, I think the conclusions found in this film will be inspiring to believers and non-believers alike. Now, parental warning, this is very much a PG-13 movie, mostly for language. There's a little slapstick violence and references to adult situations, too. So screen this movie first before deciding if your children are old enough for it. But in a world full of movies with terrible messages, this one redeems Hollywood just a little bit. Spirited is in theaters now and streaming on Apple TV. I'm Radio Matt, and from the bottom of my heart, good afternoon. there and welcome back to church nerds once again my name is bubba my name's anna and today we are talking all about advent but before we get into that i want to let you know that you can catch this show and other shows on our radio station 24 7 on the interwebs from space that's where satellites are okay it has to go to space and then come back so next technically, time next time you're in space try tuning in uh, yeah you know if you're in the neighborhood you know tune on in you can go to lovethynerd.com. Friends with Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, then. I cannot wait till you can get LTN radio on Mars. Or on the International Space Station. I bet that they could. That seems more doable. I bet they, well, I mean, they shot a Tesla into space. I think, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> 
think we're going to be just fine. But you can go to lovethynerd.com slash radio or ltnonair.com and check us out there. A lot of great stuff. Um, a lot of really cool indie rock and hip hop uh, Christian stuff that maybe you've never heard before or haven't heard like us since you were teenagers. Hmm. Um, and that's not like, ah, it's a golden oldies, kids. It's not that kind of stuff. It's just, it was so good that it's kind of timeless. Yeah, our children think that we are ancient. They're not wrong. My back hurts. I don't know. I mean, Caleb likes to use the term back in the day. Oh, he does say back and in the day. And what he yeah. means when he says back in the day is like 2000, yeah. maybe. Because he's 10. Maybe so, the late 90s. Maybe, you know, forever ago. <laughs> it was a lifetime for him. So, you know, what, like, are you, what are you going to do? You know, I wasn't born in a covered wagon, right? I'm not. Anyway, whatever. But your grandpa was? My grandpa. My grandpa was born not in a covered wagon. Not that far wagon. away from. Now, he. it was pretty late for people to be being born in covered wagons when he was born in a covered wagon, but he totally was. Well, hey. Yep. Much like a good Christian. We're always late to the party, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can never get in on the trends when they're happening. Hey, so speaking of trends when they're happening, Advent. Advent. Is it a trend? I, I mean, kind of. That feels. Well, I mean, it's like, it doesn't have to be negative. Listen, don't okay. read too much into my transition. Trend it's just a transition. Tra- trend or tradition? It's a trendition. No. I just coined a new no, phrase. No, you did not. The trendition. Stop it. I love it. I think a trendition is Elf on the Shelf. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, Sorry, all you oh, Elf I'm on the Shelfers. Why are you apologizing? That's perfect. I have we talked about Elf on the Shelf before? No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. We don't do Elf on a Shelf. No, we do not. We don't have the dedication. We do not, or the desire, or the money, or anything. I know we some people who I know that this is a well beloved. Tradition to some people. I love it. Oh, that f- just feels so good. Um, and I know some people who are very good at it. Uh huh. Like, very good at it. Yeah. And go all out hog wild. Like I believe on Elf on the Shelf. I believe in the Elf on a Shelf when they do it because of their Facebook posts. <laughs> and um, I am just like to add one more thing to do every single day to my list. I've got to move that. Stupid elf. I'm whispering this because I actually don't want people's children to hear about it. But um, I can't. As a parent, like, I just feel like my mental load is already too high and uh, it would be somewhere lame and eventually it's just going to fall into the toilet or whatever. It's something bad's going to happen to that I'm elf. Sorry. <laughs> What's he doing? But it doesn't matter. We're not, I'm not even interested. I feel like in- the elf in the shelf could end up in the bathroom. Obviously, elves have got to go to the bathroom sometime. No, that's. That's way outside of lore. What? I have I have never heard of an elf relieving have itself. Have you heard that ever. David Crowder um, song recently? Isn't it David Crowder? That's about like that. This is the elf's song, and that they're not compensated well. It's kind of like the. Um, no, you think it's a weird owl? No, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it went from idiot to maybe. Is David Crowder like the the Christian music version of Weird Al? He I might be, actually. <laughs> I don't he know. might be. Um anyway. No, it was kind of like what Hermione Granger does in um Harry Potter. Yeah, one of the Harry Potter books where she's like 
house elves are being like oppressed. Okay. Um, but it's like Santa's elves. And then Santa gets all the credit for all the work that they do. And also all this stuff and all the compensation. And oh, I, I'm not familiar with this song. But I just I, heard it and I thought I heard it on your station. That means absolutely nothing. Okay. If you think well, I'll I've find listened, it for you. If you think I've listened to every song on How that. How did we end up here? Oh, the elves. Okay. Elf on a shelf. Yeah. Going to the bathroom. Anyway. They don't so, get bathroom breaks. Yeah, so they don't, they've learned, they've adapted. All right, pardon me. While you move on to the next point, I'm Googling this. Okay, I can't wait. Um, so anyway, Advent is upon us. It's here, no matter how you track it. Um, as Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies would say, it has begun. It's here, it's happening, it's right now. I accidentally, accidentally, I want everybody to know, accidentally started our church's Advent study like an embarrassing number of days early. <laughs> what was it, like a week? Yeah. Well, you started it on mon Monday? Sunday. Or Sunday. Started on like a Sunday the, evening. Of the first, ad, the first day of... First, the, yeah, first the first Sunday first of Sunday Advent. After... The first Sunday of Advent, but our church's Advent journal was meant to be started, started on November. Or I mean, on December, December 1st. December the 1st. Yeah. And I didn't do that correctly. Um, and so I absolutely got roasted on the internet so much so that um our our family discipleship pastor released a video on facebook saying hey i know that hey, traditionally it starts start on such and such a date first sunday uh, but our study is going to start on so this day. actually you did it right they just hadn't really thought about that well but everybody was like oh i'm sorry i thought i didn't know something to me like i uh -huh. thought you knew something i didn't know and i was like I literally heard it in the sermon today. Well, I think because it's kind of, like, of kind of like Thanksgiving is always on, you know, the third Thursday of the third, fourth Thursday of the month or whatever. Um, fourth Thursday of the month. Mm -hmm. Last Thursday. It's yeah. on. It's on Thursday. Yeah. So that's not always the same date. Like if you look at Advent reading plans and stuff like that, I think that a lot of them are like 25 day oh, yeah. reading plans and you start them on December 1st. I mean, it makes sense when I think about it. I just <clears throat> didn't think about it. I heard somebody say Advent in service and I honestly don't remember who it was. I heard them talk about today being the first day of Advent on that Sunday. And I was like, oh, well, I guess we'll start the, I guess we'll start the study then. And I was really into it. We sat down, whole family. It went about as well as I had expected it was going to go. Kids running around opening and closing things like all of a sudden it's coloring time, which yeah. is fine. I support having an activity to do when you're doing something that you find boring and you know, you're going to need to listen. Coloring is a good option, except all of the running around and the grabbing the papers and grabbing all the crayons and ugh, it was too much. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I started it too soon um, because I was ready. I was just ready to get going on Advent. So, we're going to talk a lot more about Advent and, you know, its actual meaning and what we do with it and or at least should be doing with it and all sorts of stuff um, in the next segment. But right now we want to camp out on a space that nerds can kind of understand as far as Advent goes, a key aspect of it. Um, whether you're Christian or not, it doesn't matter. And that's the anticipation that comes with Advent. So we, we all are very familiar that waiting is hard. It is just difficult. And I think I know why. It's because we live in the microwave generation. It's true. We live in 
you know, like we're talking like TV dinners. We're talking, we, we don't even put our, we're monsters. We don't put our, our hot water in a kettle or anything like that. We put it in the cup and then in the microwave. My teapot is even microwavable. I did not know that. That's good to know <laughs> for future reference for myself. But we live yeah. in this, we want it and we want it right now kind of a deal. Like why, why wait for anything? Um, why have things manufactured when you could have a 3D printer and just print it yourself? Right? You're still... That seems like it would take longer to you're me. You're still... What? Longer than manufacturing something? How is that possible? I would possible? just rather go buy it. That's I'll not what I... That is it. the complete opposite thing. A thing that doesn't exist yet. Why wait for oh, it to be that manufactured? doesn't exist yet? Yes. When you okay, can 3D okay. print it. Um, but thank you for shooting holes in, in my theory here. I, I just will go without it, probably. That, that's my... <laughs> I, I will. So I have like a direction that I'm going okay, and you're going in you a talk. completely opposite direction. But just, this is the difference. And this is our marriage. Too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to help you understand, like there, there's a thing that you want and this is what we live. We have 3d printers that you can make things in your garage. Okay. I have a 3d printer off, off camera here that needs to be set up and all sorts of things. And people use them to make things for all sorts of stuff. Like, Hey, I have a really, a, a part on my, um, you know, my, my weed eater went out. You can 3D print the part, put it in, boom, go. Or, hey, I need a really cool component for a board game or, you know, something. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you do. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new character. I'm going to, yeah. I need a piece, so I'm going to make this piece. Uh, like, for instance, Not um, I. I don't have it up here because I think it's, it's in my go bag, but Marvel Dice Throne doesn't have... It doesn't have the standees for Marvel, uh, I'm sorry, for Dice Zone Adventures. It was a whole licensing thing. I totally understand. I get it. But at the end of the day, I want, I want standees. Mm -hmm. And so I was just thinking the other day, oh, man, that'd be really cool to be able to m just make those. Mm. And the answer is I don't have to wait for anybody to do it. I just 3D print the dang things and go. Yeah, or, you used to do that a lot with um, Hero, Hero, Hero Escape. Oh, rip. It didn't fund. I told I, you that. You did. Yeah. Yep. We'll talk about crowdfunding in just a second. But <laughs> it's it's one of those things where we want things now or really as close to now as we can get them. Let's say we have like a, a, a download. So Call of Duty Warzone 2 is a big deal right now. And it is like 1 billion gigawatts to download. Oh. Okay. Real talk. It's probably, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 gigs to download. How How with the average system computer whatever you're dividing to downloading it on to, anyway device wow, you're doing trying to say. great I, this is this is R just my normal way of talking so don't make a big deal of it so the, the the how long will it take well it has nothing to do necessarily with it has less to do with the hardware more to do with like your connection okay okay so the average person the average person who doesn't have a supercomputer it, the, again the connection. computer the computer Super connection. <laughs> I love you so much. And like the, the, the reason we do this podcast is coming out right now in this conversation, the download speed, an average download speed is around 25 to 50 megs. Okay. That over the course of a Warzone two download could probably take you anywhere between an hour and four hours. Okay. okay? So just like do it while you're sleeping kind of thing. Exactly. It was, it's a set it and forget it kind of a thing. Uh -huh. like, like like the new iOS. Pot. Okay. 
You, okay. See, I tried to meet you in the middle <laughs> and you went, you tried to meet me in the middle. Got it. Like a crock pot. Yes. Yes. Like the new, I also crock hate crock pot meals. <laughs> I do. I'm like, I'm never going to remember to put that thing on in the morning. But you do. Sometimes. <laughs> it's it's sometimes, turning it off. That's the problem. Sometimes. No. <laughs> Are you saying this because I was making turkey broth for three days? That was on purpose. No, 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 two, no. Two and no. a half days. This, there, there, it doesn't matter. It, um, no, I just like sometimes I forget. And then we get to the end of the day and I look at my recipe of what I was supposed to make that day. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, I guess we're having corn dogs again. <laughs> we eat a lot of corn dogs. But again, <laughs> microwave. Hey, we need to eat. Yeah. Let's eat now. Yep. See, I'm a microwave person, I guess. But the thing of it is, is like, hey, we want things now. We don't want to wait for things. Um, and so I feel like the waiting is it's something that not a whole lot of us are good at. Um, but we've grown pretty accustomed to it in certain situations as nerds. Sure. Okay. Um, and crockpots. And so I've like got Matt waits for the next Zelda game for the rest of his life. Okay. So that's exhibit a, Oh, is it yeah, almost as if you have the things oh, in no, front of I you? I had not even looked. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is us. Um, so exhibit a, anything Nintendo, Uh huh. literally anything first party Nintendo, but that's cause they want it to be good. It's almost as if you have the notes in front oh. of you with what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, okay. So if, if Nintendo announces anything, it's a guarantee that you will not even see anything from that that's of any consequence for at least two and a half years. Yeah. Now, and we're not talking playable, downloadable, purchasable, anything. It's like if they announce it, you're just not going to see it, maybe even hear about it again. It's like an ultra teaser. Yeah. Like. Absolute. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I think it's because they want to polish the ever loving hound out of that thing. Yeah. And here's, I mean, like legit speaking, most of the stuff, not everything, but most of the stuff that Nintendo puts out that they wait on, it's crazy innovative. Other things imitate it afterwards. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really need patches or updating. I know. I haven't really heard a whole lot of, oh, that game's so buggy mm -mm. about anything almost... I don't know. Not anything recent N Nintendo stuff. No. Well, I keep going back to uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It is important that I keep telling people that game when it was released as a Switch, you know, launch title was an unfinished game. Nintendo had already said, hey, we're going to release it as a launch title. And then they pulled it as a launch title, but didn't feel like they had a strong enough launch catalog for people to want to purchase the Switch. And so they put it back in. And that was basically it until they released a couple of DLC packs. Mm -hmm. And that game was game of the year material, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think it actually won game of the year that year. It was uh, it was going up against God of War and Spider-Man and uh, Red Dead 2. Like it was it was in a category of like phenomenal things as an unfinished game. But it was unfinished in the way that Nintendo might say. Yeah, by Nintendo's standards, but maybe not by others. That Nintendo seal of approval used to mean a ton. Like, they wouldn't let games on the platform uh -huh. unless Nintendo had said, yep, yeah. passes are everything. Well, kind of like Apple. Exactly. Yeah. But a little well, bit I more... I won't talk about I was going to say a little bit more tight 
yeah. on Nintendo's side. And so, anyway, that's what I think. Um, that they're, they're still holding on to those things because they want to they polish those and make them good. But we are still... We are still waiting on things like Metroid Prime 4, okay, which we got an announcement for many, many years ago. I'm thinking pre-COVID is when we got this announcement. Okay. And all we got was just like a logo, and that was it. Oh, yeah. And that was it. We're just now starting to hear about Breath of the Wild 2 stuff. Like things that we are like highly anticipating, Nintendo would be like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're working on that. All right, see you never. Mm -hmm. And then go away mm-hmm. you have to wait like you you, there, you have no other option but then to wait and to hope and then be disappointed people hate uh, on nintendo all the time they do oh the nintendo director the treehouse or whatever happened and they didn't talk about my, my thing what the heck man? we're talking to you matt warmbier exactly he gets yeah. it <laughs> so anything nintendo um still waiting on a uh, wind waker for switch um exhibit b okay Kickstarter, crowdfunding, anything. Did you say crowdfunding? Like, crown, crowdfunding my, or crayon funding? I swallowed my tongue for a second there. <laughs> but thank you for pointing that out. Crowdfunding. So I put crowdfunding in there because it's it's not just Kickstarter. I would say that the bigger, um, uh, like like the, the, the person or the, the company who does this worse, the, the, the biggest offender is Indiegogo. Okay. Because uh, those campaigns, Indy, go and go and go and go and go and go and go. They just okay. keep pushing the dates for it to end. And so you've got these crowdfunding things that sometimes you just never get the thing. You just never get it. Or by the time you I think we're do, still waiting on some things. Mm-hmm. By the time you... I just actually checked on that thing Did you? the other day. <laughs> by the time you actually get the thing, uh-huh. you either don't Forgot want it. about it. Yeah, you don't want it out of spite. Yeah. Or you just don't care about it anymore. Yeah. More often than not. I feel like that's the opposite. That's the anti-Nintendo. Exactly. Well, so that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Is more often than not, what happens is like the anticipation that the anticipation that's building up towards it, all the time it's leading up to the creation and the polish yeah. and all that stuff creates. Has diminished. My boy yeah. The Ouya, yeah. Right here. Okay. If yeah. you guys are watching, it's like they they video, missed they missed their window of opportunity yeah. for and the hype. All this time, all this money, all of this everything, and you produce something like this. Nintendo takes all that time, all that money, and produces something like Zelda or Mario or the Kirby games or Splatoon or the Nintendo Switch or the Wii U or the Wii. Like all creates motion controls, like all of these things, right? So I think that that's that's another difference um, is the subpartness of of Kickstarter. And so to to round this out, my third exhibit here, okay, is Bethesda and Fallout 4. All right. So this to me would be where where anticipation was done the best. Like it was perfectly done. Okay. Okay. There still was a wait. But it was a short enough wait and a big enough payoff. Okay. So um, in an ideal world, things would be announced and available immediately. Sometimes that happens, right? Like you'll be watching, um, you know, a you talk about Apple earlier. You'll be watching like a, you know, WDDC, um, you know, an Apple developers conference. And they'll be like, and it's available in the app store today. Or and the iPhone you can go and pre-order now, like like that kind of thing. Like there's there's a there's a call to action 
that kind of helps with to helps alleviate the anticipation of we're not quite done manufacturing we're not quite done you know whatever i i think i mean you say that's ideal but i don't think that actually is ideal i think that study of the human like brain i think neuroscience suggests that humans actually like to wait for some things like that little the teasing the baiting and all of that stuff sure. a lot of times is like sure a very like it's fun you know sometimes and the, and that it makes the the waiting sometimes makes the joy received all the greater sometimes if you can deliver if you can deliver if you can deliver sure so um I, I see your neuroscience and I raise you. A, I didn't research yeah, any of that because I didn't maybe. I didn't look at your like stuff that you were writing. Right. Obviously, this this entire segment. Is, I know it's you know, a surprise yeah. to me, too, um, along with the listeners. So what what happened, what happened with Fallout 4 um, is that and I, I can tell you from firsthand experience that this was the perfect amount of time. So okay. you, can, you can take all of your neuroscience and <laughs> shove it. Because you said that there was a small amount of waiting, though, right? I'm about to tell okay, you the tell whole me. thing. Say it. Say okay. it. Say the thing. So at E3 in June of 2015, uh-huh. they announced Fallout 4. Okay. Got up there, showed you, said everything about it. It was all great. Those of us that played Fallout 3 and even previous installments were ready for it. And then they said, and you can pre-order it tomorrow. And we all lost our minds. And they're like, and you can purchase it. In November, and we were like, "What? We can play this game by this holiday season? Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. And I remember literally taking my wallet and throwing it at the television. <laughs> As an actual right. thing that I did, I remember doing that because, like, that was perfect. I remember I got the big old Pip Boy and like all that stuff. Oh, like I went yeah. into you remember that? I remember that. And so, like, to me, it was it was the anticipation of I've been waiting for this game, and now it exists. It's here. I can have it. And the PJ's ready for it too. And so, no, hold on, we're almost done. And so, like, it, th- that lead up, and then the final, like, hey, you're going to have to wait, but not very long. Right. And you know what? They delivered on the date that they said that they were going to deliver on. Mm-hmm. And the game was good. It wasn't and like it was good. fantastic, but it was good. Because there's another example of something where they pushed it and abused all kinds of people to get it released by the date they wanted to release it on and it was hot wet garbage and then there were lots of lawsuits about it what game was that uh that's a lot of games actually yeah yeah we'll just call it video games kind of in a in a big bubble um but i will say this i would i would much rather have the thing that i'm uh that i'm being teased with um but that's not the world that we live in like i would much rather have the thing then have oh. to wait on it long term. Oh, yeah. But hey, we've got to close this out. I, I had some other things to say, but PJ is at the door and he is ready to come in. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the traditional Christian aspect of Advent right here on Church Nerds Podcast. It's elementary, my dear Watson. Nerd history. We got 
got our first ever introduction to Sherlock Holmes in the book A Study in Scarlet by Arthur Conan Doyle when it was published on December 1st, 1887. Referring to himself as a consulting detective in the stories, Holmes is known for his proficiency with observation, deduction, forensic science, and logical reasoning that borders on the fantastic, which he employs when investigating cases for a wide variety of clients, including Scotland Yard. Though not the first fictional detective, Sherlock Holmes is arguably the best known. According to Wikipedia, by the 1990s, there were already over 25,000 stage adaptations, films, television productions, and publications featuring the detective, and given this World Records lists him as the most portrayed literary human character in film and television history. Holmes's popularity and fame are such that many have believed him to not be a fictional character at all, but a real individual. Numerous literary and fan societies have been founded on this pretense. Avid readers of the Holmes stories helped create the modern practice of fandom. The character and stories have had a profound and lasting effect on mystery writing and popular culture as a whole, with the original tales as well as thousands written by authors other than Conan Doyle being adapted into stage and radio plays, television films, video games, and other media for over 100 years. Just in the last 13 years, Sherlock Holmes has been portrayed by Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, Johnny Lee Miller, Sir Ian McKellen, Will Ferrell, and most recently, Henry Cavill in the new Enola Holmes movies that follow the stories of Sherlock's little sister. All of these portrayals have been wildly different, yet all have been decidedly Sherlock. Conan Doyle wrote four novels and 56 short stories starring Sherlock, even trying to kill him once because he was bored with the character. But it is clear that society has yet to grow tired of Sherlock Holmes. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And today we're talking all about Advent. Advent. Yep. Traditionally. Traditionally. Traditional. Traditionally speaking, Advent is... See, another tradition, I would say, in the church world is making a birthday cake for baby Jesus. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Is that... I'm sorry, if you do that, I you... I didn't mean... It's... It sounded very patronizing. <laughs> yes, it did. It does. Because it can it. be sorry. fun. I'm I mean, sorry. It, you know, for... If you have grown mm-hmm. up doing... Some people have done that for years now. Like, they were doing it for their children. I think the first people that I knew of that did it, we were like teenagers. Okay. But those kids mm-hmm. grew up baking birthday cakes for Jesus, like every Christmas season. I feel like that's the kind of thing to a point, right? And then when you get to the point, you, then you stop, you stop. like like trick or treating. Like sorry, you what? you aren't allowed to trick or treat anymore once you reach a certain age. Why on earth would you say like trick or treating? Because you're allowed to trick-or-treat for so long, and then you're not allowed to do it anymore. We trick-or-treat as adults. But you, we don't, we trick-or-treat with our children. Yeah, we send a proxy. But we, we wouldn't it. just dress up and go ourselves and be like, twick or tweet <laughs> show up at people's doors, and then they're like, get out of here. You know what? Some people do. 
<laughs> Some so of them do. I'm just saying. Hey, if they are bold enough to ask, I will give. Oh, them absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. Um. Anyway, that. Anyway, Advent. Uh. Okay. Birthday cakes for Jesus. Aside. Birthday cakes for Jesus. Well, new band name. I call it. Okay, so Advent, Christmas time, the Christmas season can sometimes be complicated. Mm. And as we were writing this, I was like, I feel like we talk about this every year, but I feel like I need to talk about it every year because it just, what I love about Advent, Advent, I think is a little bit countercultural when it comes to like the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it's like, oh, it's about joy and peace and all of these things, the Christmas season. Um, that is like not what we see in practice at all around us. Um, and so I think that what I love about pulling it, like reining it back, um, and centering, um, and what Advent calls us to do in the intentionality of it is that it offers us a little bit of space for feeling some dissonance Mm. because, I think during Advent more than any other season, I feel okay to not be okay. Okay. Um, and that is really contrary to like the world and what is going on, at least in America, you know, the good old US of A mm, heard of it. Uh, around, around Christmas time, because I feel like they're really forcefully cramming happiness and cheer down our throats around Christmas time. Um, when realistically it is one of the most exhausting times of the year. Yeah, that's fair. Because there are pageants, there are concerts, like all of the things that our children are doing. There is all of the decorating. There's all the baking. There's all of the purchasing because we have to get all of the little gifties and not just gifties for our children or gifties for our family. We have to get them for our coworkers. We have to get them for all of our teachers, like all of these different, our bosses. Um, There's all of the budgeting. There's the testing. Like if you're at school or college or whenever, before you let out for that semester, there's yeah. like some really heavy testing that they do. There's mm-hmm. all of the traveling and the planning and who's going to have this, you know, who's going to celebrate where. Yeah. Um, and then just the general like end of yearing at work um, that yeah. people have to do. Like the end of the calendar year just brings a whole lot of work with it. And so we're like supposed to be doing all of this stuff at breakneck pace with this like smile Mm -hmm. plastered on our face, like a little gingerbread boy or something that's like, I'm dying. I'm dying right now. Or, you know, like just cheerful old St. Nick when we're like, just want to be more grinchy because we, A, we're tired. Sure. Um, And then B is like any season that brings a lot of tradition. If you have suffered loss, then all of that tradition looks different. And so then there's all of that grieving that will happen. And there's lots of feelings of insufficiency for parents who can't provide for their children the way that what they want to be or can't be there for their children because maybe you've gotten a divorce this year and your yeah. kids are with your spouse this time or, you know, your ex-spouse, yeah, I former. should say. There you go. Yes. Um, you, we've just, never been divorced. So. weird. We have not. Um, anyway, so it's a lot going on yeah. and it's sometimes really hard to be cheerful. Like I, I feel like our feelings of brokenness for me can feel very strong 
around the time of Christmas time. The time of Christmas time. That's time very repetitive. Of Christmas time, the ATM machine. But I think ultimately, like, we know that we're terrible at this. Uh, we know that we fail a lot of it. And all you have to do is start watching some Christmas comedies. <laughs> and yeah. like you are going to find all of that, like Christmas with the cranks or I don't know. Or Christmas any, with the cranks. Any Christmas comedy yeah. is full of like somebody who's like, Ugh, National Lampoon's Christmas Why do we vacation. have to do this again? Yeah. Elf. It's in Elf. Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Turbo Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Turbo Man. Good stuff. So all that to say, I feel like Advent really offers a place of retreat from all of that mm. and a place to center ourselves um, because all of Advent is kind of based around the realization that nothing really is okay. Mm. Like it's not, but also working toward mm. the realization and the hope that everything is being made right. Yeah. So it's that whole, that whole approach where it isn't just like, Bleh. you're, you're working through, you're mm. working through it. Um, and so you can, uh, you have a place to address feelings of brokenness. You have a place to address grief and fear and emptiness and exhaustion. Um, but then to call us out of those feelings and into the hope of light and restoration. Yeah. Which is what I just, I love it. Yeah. I think that we, we've used the word dissonance several times and maybe you've heard that word in church or uh, in a different different setting before, but I think it's kind of important to, to talk through a little Maybe bit about mu in a, a musical. It's a musical. It setting. is a musical term. Yes. Dissonance is. I don't like dissonance. You're Some not people supposed to love it. You're really not supposed to. I hate it. It is. It is when two notes are played at the same time and they do not harmonize. Right. Um, and so that's kind of a rudimentary way to put it, but it right. is. Well, it feels it like is. something's out of place. Exactly. And sometimes, and it's like, it's close to locking in, but it's not there. Not quite. And feel right. Mm -hmm. um, it creates irritation <laughs> in mm -hmm. a lot of places. Mm -hmm. um, and usually what will happen is things will be dissonant and then they resolve. Right. Um, and that right. is. Because it's a tool. Yeah. I think I saw a post somewhere that music is what feelings sound like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I really, really loved that. And I agree with it. I was um, thinking just in that, in the same lines, I'm going to switch gears for just a second. Okay. I was thinking, um, as our, I was letting our dogs out and Indiana is deaf as a doorpost. And I'm looking at the camera with the sad yeah, face right sad now. Puppy dog eyes. Mm, sad. And for my entire life, um, I, uh, we, we, we've been told that dogs are colorblind and I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that as, as, so he is deaf, probably getting really close to being blind. Yeah. He's colorblind for all intents and purposes. Um, I think and, there's been pushback on the colorblind. Sure. Thing. That's fine. I'm but not, at least I, again, for sure muted. Didn't, uh, didn't Google it. So don't <laughs> care. But, um, you know, I, I thought he was out there and he was sniffing around and like, like heavy sniffing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's all he has really mm -hmm. is his sniffer. And I'm like, man, can smell dogs smell touch. colors? That's kind of what you deal. were thinking about. And so, 
Um, I don't know. It's just, a, it's something to think about. It's a, it's a good question to ask. But anyway, you were saying. Oh, well, I mean, that was, uh, that was a great place to put that. I was just going to talk a little bit about, so Advent is a time for intentionality. Uh-huh. It can be a time for intentionality. Not everybody practices Advent. Um, I mean, we've always gone to churches that at least talk about Advent. Yeah. We have not gone to very many liturgy heavy churches. And I feel like much like Lent, um, Advent probably is a bigger deal in denominations and churches and traditions sure. that are more um, liturgical. Yeah, liturgy yeah. heavy. So Advent offers a retreat and a place to center because it's all based on the realization that actually nothing is okay. Um, but the, the hope that everything is being made right. So you can be in the mindset that is okay to address feelings of brokenness, Mm -hmm. feelings of grief, of fear or emptiness or exhaustion and, and be there and feel those feelings, but also not stay there and live in those feelings because it's calling us out of those things and Mm -hmm. into the light of hope and into, restoration. Okay. So the themes, um, if you have your, you know, Advent wreath at church, um, are week one, Mm. you have the candle of hope. So that one is dealing with, um, like old Testament prophets like Isaiah, um, Jeremiah to a certain extent, um, talking about the coming Messiah. Right. And, um, you know, the suffering servant and all of those things. Week two, you have the candle of peace. So that is the angels c- coming to the shepherds in the fields and lighting up the night sky and singing glory to God from Handel's Messiah. Well, I don't, I don't know think if they, that. Okay. Maybe, no. maybe. Uh, week three, we've got the candle of love. So that's John the Baptist. Mm, heard of him. And then we. John the Baptizer. John the Baptizer. Yeah. Guess you're from a different denomination. Sure. sure. <laughs> that rubs you in a way. Week four is the candle of joy. Um, and that is focused Mary, on Mary. Did you know? That's right. Yes. That you'd be a candle. <laughs> Although that song is really kind of like sad. And this is actually focused on joy. So oh, I would okay. say more like the Magnificat. Ooh. Um, and then candle five, usually lit on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. is uh, the candle of Christ. Ah. Yes. You know, that one. Yep. So. Um, I didn't know any of this, by the way. Yeah. Because we've not ever, we have never, well, I don't want to say we've never done the candles. <sighs> I feel like as a church, we went through the candles. A little bit. I think. They light it and are just like, all right, we're lighting another candle. That's, that's what we did. And then we did a scripture reading. Let's light another candle. I'm going to tell you right now. This one is pink. The the middle one's purple or something like that. They, they probably talked about it. Zero percent of that stuck with me. Maybe. Yeah. I think they might've talked about it, but not. Yeah. I don't know if I realized how much of a pattern there was to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know me, like I like a little bit of liturgy. Big fan, um, big fan of the liturgy. We didn't really start doing liturgy stuff until probably we came to this church. Yeah, which is really weird. Now. 
Because we're, we're at a we're at a Southern Baptist church. Uh, yeah. First Baptist church, and it is it is one of the most liturgical churches that we have been a yeah. part of. Uh, well, I mean, I had dabbled a little bit at my mission year, but dabbled. Dabbled. We usually dabble in witchcraft. <laughs> That's what people dabble in. It was actually Catholic, so mm. some Southern More Baptists candles. feel like it's the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I am speaking frankly here. We have expressed that we don't feel this way, but there are right. those of them that feel some that people, way about yeah. liturgy. Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes, you know, it just feels good to have a little bit of guidance Absolutely. and, um, not we, we do, we've done, um, some liturgy surrounding like the Seder dinner. Mm -hmm. If you've never done that around, um, Easter time. Yep. Um, and then, you know, liturgy centered around our giving or yeah. things like that at our church. I and mentioned the other day that, that we do, um, I was doing an interview and I was saying that we have liturgy in our church. And I mentioned that, you know, we have a, a passage out of, uh, first Chronicles and they were like, Oh, what? I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. dope. Yeah. Promise. It's not a lineage of yep. any kind. Um, yeah, well, so all that to say, if you want to shake it up a little bit, oh, um, a little T Swift. I didn't shake say shake it, it off. Up, okay. Shake it up. Sure. Everybody's in like people are buying tickets or sure. stuff. I bet um, if she released an Advent album, everybody would buy it. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Um, a different song every day of Advent. Wow. That's a lot of songs. Maybe like for a professional musician, they could work. I mean, on that it, could be their, yeah, like creative challenge. Saying, hey, they'd probably hate Advent by the I time got, it was over. I got ideas. Everybody. Remember that one time you wanted to play a game, a new game every day of the year? No, game a day. That's brutal. Writing a song? Ain't no, it's just, it's just. Words. 30 songs? Almost? It's the same three chords over and over again. Just make it happen. Oh my gosh. Music's easy. Anyway. um, it's If you're easy. feeling not in the mood or like you need a little something mm -hmm. different this Christmas. Mm -hmm. Here's a few things to try. Advent is super fun. Um, not just super fun. I just find it to be su <laughs> super meaningful of the holiday to go beyond just Christmas stuff and actually focus on Advent. And I actually like to refer to it as Advent, even in our home, just because mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want there to be a differentiation. And yeah. maybe that's like super Christian-y of me, like cheesy Christianese, maybe, but traditional trend. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are, um, some Advent like Bible reading plans mm -hmm. that you can do just like, like an Advent calendar almost where yeah. there's a short reading, um, every night you can do it yourself or with your kids. So that's a good way to keep it intentional. One thing you could do, and this is novel, try staying home and try Saying no to something that is, you know, fun and festive, but also exhausting. Feels heretical. Even if that thing is a good thing, maybe try to do less. And that might to help, not that might to help, that might help to, yeah. um, I don't know, just counter all of the crazy Absolutely. that is being pushed on you. I cannot tell you how many times um, over the last 10 years, nay, Sixteen, fifteen 15 years 
Are you, is this how long we've been married? The whole time, the whole time ministry, the whole time ministry. I can't tell you how many times we've gotten to the holidays and I mean like Christmas Eve and I just mm-hmm. look at you and go, mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like Christmas to it's me. It's not feeling Because you don't, you don't take time for anything to sink in. You're just go, 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 go yeah. from one thing to the next. And for some people... You know, going to the Christmas parade and going to, you know, the light show and going to see all these things and having Christmas parties and yada, yada, yada. All those things actually help to feel like Christmas. But mm-hmm. I know for me, doing the work, mm-hmm. we say this all the time at LTM, we're not going to sacri- sacrifice anybody on the altar of ministry. Mm-hmm. Doing the work, you you lose some of the meaning just doing the work when you're always only doing the work. Yeah. It, it is hard when you're a church worker. Yeah. And I feel this way a lot on like Christmas musical years. Oh yeah. Not just me, like not just the actors or the singers or anybody, but you basically know, everybody, everybody just yeah. gets exhausted. And, and I have a love hate relationship with it. Like <laughs> yeah. I always do it again. I always do it because I love, you know? cause I love it. Yeah. It's so but fun. But it is exhausting. Um, and we recognize that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, try saying no. You could, you could try that. Might be different for you. Uh, you could make a birthday cake for baby Jesus. We are not going to do that. I am so I'm sorry. just saying people could. I'm sorry. You and can make more of those gingerbread cookies. Though. Oh, I made some gingerbread cookies. Gingerbread is hard. You guys, like, that's a very difficult dough to roll out. Anyway, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, try, try giving. Yep. A little bit of generosity. Um, there's lots and lots of ways to do it. There's ways through organization. There's Samaritan's Purse. If you've never like done a, a Christmas, you know, a box for a child. There's also like Compassion has those really yeah. fun magazines where you can buy like really meaningful things oh, yeah. for families in um, third world countries. Like you can buy them a flock of chickens or you can give a mother a birth kit or yeah, like it's, all kinds of things that are like it's legit. really cool, interesting, that can be personal from your heart, mm-hmm. but also hugely helpful for them as yeah. well. Or, you know, just cashola to a ministry that you, great. you believe in. Um, Maybe like Love Thy Nerd. I don't know. You, I don't I'm know. Not, I was not going to say I that. I don't know. LoveThyNerd.com slash partner. I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying it, these are all things. You might already do all these things. And I'm just talking about if if you haven't been doing these things, yeah. maybe to shake it up and, oh, um, serving, serving is another thing. Yeah. Um, there are often places, you know, soup kitchens and whatnot to serve, but the, I'm, I mean, like there There's, are, there are a lot of Christmas time serving opportunities there is or no... go find one, sing at a nursing home. That's a great one. Yeah. Caroling at a nursing home. Big they deal. They love that. They need it. love it. Really sad. It's in it's not homes. yeah. It's not just one of those deals where it's like oh check off a box go, you know sing in a nursing home. It's like mm-hmm. man those people that are in there, right. some of them really really need that. And I'm gonna say that's not like a super fun thing to me. I think when I go to nursing homes, I'm like I struggle. I'm struggling sure. right now. Um, that's it's a hard place for me to be and not just me, but everybody. And that's why it's so lonely there. And that's usually what service is service is sacrifice. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Hey, um, we've got a couple of, a couple of quick things here. Um, I guess these are questions to kind of ask yourself. Not really questions. 
more just like contemplation. If you are in a place where you are feeling that dissonance, where you're not just feeling overly joyful and cheerful about going into Advent or Christmas or, you know, whatever you're calling it this year. Um, Here's just a couple of things. And it might not be, it might be dissonance with just life that you feel like things are just not right. Mm -hmm. It might be dissonance with culture or it might even be dissonance in the church um, where you are just like wherever struggling, struggling here. This doesn't feel right. Um, Express it to the Lord. Like talk about it. Yeah. Write about it. Journal about it. Pray about it. Um, and again, that's geared towards, you know, our, our Christian listeners. If you mm-hmm. are a, if you're not a Christian, talk to somebody who knows about these things. Not somebody who's going to kind of shoehorn you into a Christian corner and tell you, well, unless you love baby Jesus, he's just not going to do anything. Like it's, it's good to get some of these things off your chest anyway and start somewhere. So I would say go and find somebody who is a person of faith that you love and you trust and express some of those things to them. Um, also practicing gratitude. And I say practice because sometimes gratitude is really a discipline. No, oh, yep. Um, sometimes you have to hunt around a little bit and really stop for a moment and think about what do I have to be grateful for? Mm-hmm. Um, and name those things like count your blessings. Not many blessings. Okay, but it's count a thing. them one by one. Um, and lastly, practicing love and it again goes back to like the serving the serving and the giving yeah um that one is not cookie cutter there is no real right or wrong way to do that it's going to look different in every scenario with different people um you know because when you're practicing love you have a way that you give love and people have ways that they receive love and so if i'm just forcing my love language onto anna um or onto you know really anybody else it's good that you meet them where they are and fill the needs that they have. I think all of these things are, you know, actually good for your brain. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. actually, to practice gratitude. Your brain's going to thank you. Um, it's, it is like an exercise. And studies show that, like, that's really important when you're in depression and all mm-hmm. kinds of things to really wrestle with that and, you know, fight your way into gratitude and that, you know, doing that repetitively can help to lift some of that fog and teach your brain new things. And, you know, and then that I would say is kind of a personal thing. Practicing love is going beyond going outside of yourself and elevating others. And all of those things are things that are consistent with the way Jesus lived and Mm -hmm. what he came to do for us. So And if you think about Christmas just in and of itself, that still is kind of there. It checks out. We give gifts at Christmas time. And the idea is that we would give a gift to somebody else that they would love and enjoy and cherish. And so sometimes it's Pokemon. (laughs) Sometimes it's macaroni wreaths, you know, sometimes it's both. Who knows? But hey, um, thank you guys for hanging out with us for a little bit, for a little extra bit this time. Uh, We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we've got our nerdy recommendation and also the Church Nerds Weekly Verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. (laughs) 
What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at ltnonair.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and it's a little self-serving. I feel like that's kind of been our trend these days. Is hey, it? Yeah. Last last time it was Giving Tuesday. <laughs> this time it's smile.amazon.com. Let's be real. You're going to be on the Amazon. Yeah. You're going to be buying a bunch of stuff. What you might as well do is set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice and go to smile.amazon.com, and anytime you check out, check out through that link. And what that's going to do is it's going to give us a small kickback. And by small, I mean like 0.05% of each purchase. It's like not a ton, but it's going to give us a small kickback at absolutely no extra cost to you. Right now, we don't have any like Amazon affiliate links. We're actually working on getting that. I just realized, I didn't realize, I learned probably about two weeks ago that you can do that for nonprofits. Didn't even know that was a thing. We recommend so many things. We're going to do it in 2023. But as it stands right now, you can just go to, like I said, smile.amazon.com and set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. Again, we're a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. I like to tell people all the time, if that means anything to you, cool if not just know that the money that you donate is going towards a great and worthy cause what are you laughing at <laughs> it sounded like you like it sounded like you said koalifying oh, co- like koala. it turns like, you into koalas like good day mate yeah good day mate which is what pj has been saying he has been saying that, that one's on caleb that is caleb's fault good day. no he said he doesn't oh, say good day he, he says, says hello, hello mate <laughs> right that's right <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I don't know. Caleb just taught him to say it one day. I know he will just walk up to you. He hasn't seen you in a while, and he'll come up to you and say, hello, mate. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, but uh, hello, mate aside, lovethynerd.com. Nope, smile.amazon.com. Do that one. And then, like I said, set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. And thank you in retrospect for all of you that have been doing that. Those checks come in. And again, it doesn't cost you a single penny more than you would pay normally for anything on Amazon. So, hey, Anna, we have a weekly verse. Yay. We do. This is from John 1, Mm, uh, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Sweet and simple. Yep. An Advent verse, if ever there were one. Because um, candles. Oh, yeah. That's not what you were going for. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was your angle? I mean, in a sense of just like Jesus coming to purge the darkness of our souls and minds and just the mess of the world. Wow. It was real meta, but it does like like it. A little uh, Bible study, just one little verse there. Well, 
also candles, I guess. I didn't, yeah, and candles. I didn't verse. make the connection, <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> Never change, babe. Never change. Okay, well. Hey, if you have a topic or a question that you want us to cover here on Church Nerds, uh, too bad. We're not. I'm just kidding. We're not doing it Ooh. this season because this season... We're almost done. This season's over. We, we made it. We made it through one more season. The season's over asterisk. Because right. we are having a Christmas Eve Eve special that will be airing, you guessed it, on Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve's Eve? Two days before Christmas. Plural S? Possibly plural S? Possibly S? Christmas Eve's right, Eve? That would be a... Not Christmas Eve Eve. Possessive apostrophe. Because it, it belongs to Christmas Eve, so it's Christmas Eve's Eve. Mm-hmm. Is it Christmas apostrophe Eve? Because it's Christmas Eve. Eve. Nobody said you're not supposed to say Christmases. Some people say this is. I know they say it. Jesus is. You should say Jesus. I have heard some pushback from smart people on that, but you know, I don't need this in my life. You know what I learned that lives by that apostrophe and also the Oxford comma. Go for it. I was reading an article about. Some true crime stuff. Here we go. And I read the word pleaded. And I was like, pleaded? Not pleaded, pleaded. it's pled. I have pled. Pled guilty. And I learned that that is actually like the low brow, like... Pled is low brow? Yes. Get out of here. Yes, pleaded is the correct term. And pled has snuck into, obviously, America, because we're like trash over here or whatever. And even that. into the UK, but in Australia, they're like, absolutely not. Ugh, man, Pleaded is the correct term. Here's the deal. And is what is accepted by a courts of law. I, well, yep. courts of law, maybe. I'm going to wait and see what Bluey says on it. <laughs> and then I'm going to go from there. <laughs> Bluey's going to say pleaded because Bluey's Australian. They also call farts fluffies. So <laughs> now our house does that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, anyway, like I was saying, if you want to recommend something for us to talk about or you want to um, promote a topic or anything like that, you can do that by going to lovethynerd.com slash producer to be a content producer for us. And we will give you the credit for all that. We'll post it on the website and let everybody know that you are the one that brought this, brought this to our attention. You're not locking yourself into a three-year contract or anything like that, right? Oh, maybe that would be really maybe like intense. a two and a half year contract. We'll see. But it just gives you an opportunity to speak into the show. And we want to make sure that we're talking about things that you actually care about. We think the things that we're talking about are great. And that's cool. Sometimes. But if it's just for us, we can do that anytime. This is a conversation to be had with the Internet and people on it. So um, I do say it like that just in case our robot overlords are listening, which they are. And I know that. So I said the internet and the people on it, making the distinction, just kind of wrap everything in there. Okay. Um, But that being said, please, like I said, just go to lovethynerd.com slash producer. You can also find us on social media at lovethynerd on all the major platforms, including Hive. Are you on Hive? No. Of course you're not. You're barely on any other social media. No, I'm on Facebook. That's it. Twitter is exploding, imploding burning up burning down any whatever you want to put on it it's time it's doing some stuff okay and then some people are like ah it's just twitter just being twitter doing twitter stuff yeah but we're now on hive so if you want to check us out on hive at love thy nerd 
Um, but be sure to go to our website, lovethynerd.com. There is, we, we have Advent stuff. I'm just now remembering this in the moment. We have Advent oh. stuff. So I'm going to say go to lovethynerd.com slash Advent, and there will be, uh, that'll take you straight to all of our Advent stuff that we did, a um, series of articles on that. Well, hey, um, once again. It does say LTN Advent Calendar 2021. That's fine. I can change that. Once again, <laughs> I'm Bubba Salka. I'm Anna. And if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Jesus loves you, nerd.